AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Yo, what your name is? My name what is... What sign are you? What's, What's your no- zip code? 91202. Hell yeah. Air one. Let's go. Babe, that's such a bop. <laughs> just every time the head is just banging. Oof. Don't Back in the day, if you would have said that sentence, I'd be like, ooh, what you mean? But anybody who's old as me is going to catch that reference. Got it. You caught it? No. The head is banging? You never heard of that sentence? Oh, yeah. Like, a, the head is banging. Yeah, babe, bing, that's, exa- boom. that's exactly what I'm talking hey about. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the best podcast ever with Raven and Miranda. Miranda. It is me, Miranda, even though I might sound a little bit different. That's because I'm a little sickly dickly. First time in three and a half years. You're giving a lot of sex references this morning, babes. I don't know how I feel about it. Well, that's what happens when you're congested. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Congestion, sex, I don't know. I don't know how it it's feels just about it. they I go. Babes, how'd you get here. sick? Um <clears throat> glad that's your mic and we don't have to share. I'm so glad you asked. How did I get sick? I think from you. I think it's from Jensen. <laughs> nah. I think it's from you. I think that you brought the bug off the plane and 
I got off a plane four weeks ago. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, actually, but you were sick before. I think that it was hibernating in my shoulder area. This is what I've been told. Yeah, this is what I've <laughs> been told. Where viruses like to hang mm-hmm. out, which is why you have to gua sha into the scapula. Which is true. Did you guys know that? If you're sick, gua sha in your scapula, and then no, the bug like, will release into your sinuses okay, and then you'll get sick. So like your spine is there. Yeah. And that's your neck. And you don't gua- And then you you touch the spine and then you gua sha out into your shoulder blade area. And, and yeah, those who to. don't know what a gua sha is, it's a beautiful piece of stone. It could be amethyst, it could be plastic, but it is an jade. ancient jade. It's an ancient uh, tool that you use to move the fascia, mm-hmm. blood flow, and you rake it across your skin enough to create tension and it releases all kinds of things. And here's the thing about me when I'm sick, I gravitate towards comfort content comfort like, content yes yeah. i like my comfort movies and the other day i decided that i was going to rip the condom off burst the cherry oh whatever God. the fuck you want to say about <laughs> oh, it Jesus. i know congestion and sex here we go um and <laughs> i was like you know pair. what it's time i want to watch the cheetah girls oh my god she watched the cheetah girls for the first time in her 30 plus years it's of life true. on this planet and I was in my art room just getting my shit together. And I was like, hey, heads up. I'm going to be putting something on right now that might give you PTSD, that might make you want to, I don't know, strut. And then the next thing I hear is, we can ride a hurricane if we want to. Together we can. I was like, what are you doing? And that's literally, she was like, I was like, I'm going to watch the Cheetah Girls now. And she was like, excuse me, what? And I was like, it's true. But you know what? Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Disney Disney movies. Disney Channel original Disney movies. They're Channel, called DCOMs. Okay, DCOMs. Yes. Are bops. straight up comfort movies. They're bops. Yeah. For movies. They're totally bops. So I was like, what? no better time. Let's do this. Did you ever watch any other Disney Channel original movie? I knew that was the question coming. And I started to panic because... <laughs> My brain is foggy and the answer is fuck yeah. Okay. Can I name one other than Halloween Town? Halloween Town and Cheetah Girls. That's what you watched. No, I never watched Cheetah Girls until two days ago. Oh. So I'm saying- How'd you feel about it? How did you feel watching me as a 15-year-old girl? Okay. First of all, you were really cute and pretty. Second of all- Would you have talked to me then? Yeah. I would have like totally wanted to be your friend. I don't think I would have- wanted anything more i wouldn't have i don't i wasn't in that phase of my life at that point i would have my first boyfriend was during that time i know but the thing that was wild to me Mm -hmm. were the names oh the names like drinka champagne hell yeah drinka champagne man drinka drinka it was pretty cool it was pretty cool what was my name garibaldi Galleria Garibaldi. This woman this morning, not, I don't know when it was, probably last night, she was in, she was like, I got to tell you something. And she gives me like all this, you know, info. And then she's like, okay, bye, Gar- Galleria Garibaldi. And then she leaves the room like she did something. I'm just yeah. like, yeah, that's one of my names, babe. I, I, well, first of all, here's the deal. You're Raven. So it's like, you know what I mean? So your name is Raven, but on your other shows, your name is Raven. <laughs> And then on the other shows, your name is Rudy, and I don't even know. I mean, incorrect. Um, I can do what Rudy does. I, your name is Olivia. Wow. 
And Guys, I'm married to the woman who does not know anything about my career, which is why I love her so What's much. What's your name on Copper? Cooper. I'm sorry. I'm a little She's under the sick. weather. Yeah. What's She's your very- name on Hanging Cooper? <laughs> if you have brain fog and can't get your words together, don't do a podcast. Um, what say my that again? Name? What is your name on Hanging with Mr. Cooper? Nicole Lee. Nicole Lee? <laughs> Nicole, I've had... That's weird. I know it is, right? I've had Raven, Olivia, Nicole, Paprika Sharice. What the hell were you Paprika in? You don't know Paprika? No. Girl, catch up. Now we got to get her to watch Dr. Doolittle. (gasps) Paprika, though. Yeah, I wanted to be a rapper in the first season. I mean, I wanted to be a rapper in the first movie, and I was like, my name is Paprika. It was a mess. Um, And then I forgot... I forgot my name. Nebula. I was Nebula. And oh, then, that's Xenon. That's Xenon. Oh, you saw that one. Wasn't that the second one that you were in? No, I, baby. I was in the first one. I love you so much. Uh, I'm definitely... I don't... Okay, never mind. We're not watching that, though. Anyway, what do you think about Capri Suns? <laughs> I love a Capri Sun. You know what? I don't want one <laughs> at all. I, um... <laughs> I really don't. I yeah. used to drink them, but they've been on my mind. I oddly. wonder why. They're just sugar water with flavoring. Sugar but I did water. think that the package was really cool because at the end of it, you could like squish it and lay it flat. And then, of course, in my head, I'm like, I could build a Capri Mountain, but I never did. I liked the straw. Yeah, it felt fun. And maybe I've been thinking about them because they feel like they go with the time of the movies I've been watching. Incorrect again. I'm not that old. Capri Suns were early 90s, 93. Yeah, but around the time that I'd be watching my DCOMs, I was drinking a Capri Sun. Yeah, but I wasn't in those DCOMs. My DCOM started in 1999. I'm not talking about your DCOMs specifically. I'm talking about my DCOMs. Which are? Halloween Town. (laughs) (laughs) She's trying so hard. Wait, wait, wait. You know what I watched were, because, um... I watched Billboard Dad. Is that a decom? That? No. That was Ashley and Mary Kate or To Grandmother's House We Go. I didn't watch any Mary Kate and Ashley movies because they were in the same age bracket as me and mm. I didn't understand why they got a whole bunch of DVDs and I didn't. Do you want to know something fun? No. So a neighbor of mine, <laughs> he he worked on um, one of the Ashley and Mary Kate movies mm. and needed to do ADR. Oh, okay. And Mary Kate couldn't make it. So I went. Stop it. You have, wait, is this in your IMDb credit? Fuck off. <laughs> right next to the Waltons, yeah. And I- was, Are you serious? I, I swear to God. You can do the face. And I went into, I can do the Olsen face. So I went into the booth. I must have been about like seven years old. And yeah, and I did Mary Kate's lines. Maybe Ashley's, maybe both. Did Do you remember them? The lines? Yeah. I know you got a brain frog. I know you have brain fog today. They but. were- it was random. It was like, hey, move over. <coughs> like, <coughs> kick it to me. It's my turn. Silly things. And then I had to scream. Did you get paid? No. Uh, pro- maybe a little bit. I don't remember that So part. you have a SAG card? I am in SAG-AFTRA. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I am I am a very famous actress. You don't know that about me. Surprise. 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 No, but that's a fun little fact. There you go. Well, I, they were definitely early 90s, Capri Sun, Gushers. Um, that's what I'm saying. You know, but I am happy that you are sick. And you may ask why. Because you got to watch one of the movies that really made a difference in my life. And it was the Cheetah Girls. And that brings us to today's guest. Does it really? Oh my goodness. She's here. She's in the building. Everyone, welcome Adrian Bailon. What up, what up, what up? And the crowd goes wild. I love the rhythm. Babies, what were you singing? Take you over. Bailamore, bailon. Wow. That's wow. my entrance for Adrian. Adrian. Whatever helps somebody to pronounce that last name right, I'm here for it. I mean, for sure. For sure. Adrian, hey, what's up? I have something to tell you before you even get to speak. <laughs> so last She's gobsmacked. Her, her mouth, she's just so chin open. Every time. Every time. So the other day, my wife is, you know, telling me how sick she is. My wife is. Yeah, I have a little right bit of a cold, a cold, Adrian. I'm not well. And she was saying that while she's sick, she likes to do comfortable things, you know, different kinds of foods and things like that, which I'm going to ask you what you like to do when you're sick. But one of the things that she decided to do was watch the Cheetah Girls for the first time in her life, the first one. And I was like, wait a second, did you watch that for me or because Adrian's coming on and she could not give me a real answer? So could you do me a favor and ask her why she watched the Cheetah Girls movie? Miranda, why you be doing that? That's like our unsexiest moments in life. Okay. First of all, I did give you a real answer, and I'm going to give you the same answer, Adrian. I had never seen the movie, and I'd heard so much about the Cheetah Girls, and it keeps showing up recently. Like, people are talking about it. Raven's getting phone calls to make appearances about it. Like, it's it's just yeah. like in our ether, we go to a dance our friend's dance studio, and she's like, oh, I have this whole choreographed thing to strut. I had to f- quickly learn. I had to just understand <laughs> what the what the fuss was about. And I get it now. I get it. So she yeah. actually is now a fan, Adrian, not just because you're cool peoples, but because of like the other reason. My favorite fans. part ever, <laughs> favorite part ever is this. Um, that's Toto. He's a Bichon Frise. He's not a salad dressing. He's a dog and he's in a hole. I was like, what the fuck? It's the best movie no, I've ever seen. Literally, the first movie, the, the most climactic part, I don't know if that's how you correctly use that word, but is the dog going in the hole and the entire school coming outside to save Toto. Like, that is what this film is about. A lot of people were like, oh, yeah, the Cheetah Girls is about a girl group. They're, you know, about to, they're friends that want to start a girl group and they're, you know, they're going to get together and they're going to audition for their school. No, it's not about that. No. It's about Toto in the hole. <laughs> Fun fact, you guys. Yeah. Raven, do you know that on my honeymoon, that's what I had Israel watch, all three? <gasps> Are you fucking kidding me? Yes. Okay. So he hadn't seen them either, but he does have an a older daughter who was obsessed. And he's like, we used to have cheetah girl parties, but I wasn't sitting and watching yeah. movie. And I was like, well, now you've married me. There's no turning back. Like, this is it. You got to know. You need to watch these films. And we were in St. Lucia and they actually had no like Wi-Fi. And it was the only thing that I had downloaded on my iPad, like a, those big iPads. <laughs> it was downloaded. Why? I have no idea. Maybe I was trying to help our sales, you know, like Always. royalties. Come on. Always. 
And so I had downloaded and like fully had them on and we sat and watched all the movies and it was, um, he, he honestly couldn't believe it. He was just like, this is like, like, this is what you're known for. It's and I was like, yep. So crazy, Adrian. I have to say, when we were watching it, I didn't want to watch it at first. But then I walked in and I saw it. I was like, oh, the first one's not too bad. Then I saw the second one. I was like, God, I'm ridiculous in this one. I really didn't like it. So you it. weren't watching the third one? No, we no. started watching it that I'm not in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're not in the third. That's why I asked. Understood. <laughs> you like the second one? I couldn't get through it because I know what I was going through mentally and I can uh, got see it, got it in got myself. It. We but have to yeah. finish it. We have to finish it. But even yeah. when I was watching it, I was like, I that. don't remember filming any of it. Do you remember filming any of them? I, I, I remember perfectly the first one, like really, really, really well. I even remember the fact that that scene where I go to find out that Sub- Sub- um, Dorinda oh, yeah. is a foster, foster child. Ch- oh, God. And I'm like, you're a cheetah girl because of who you are. Fun fact, we filmed in Toronto in the middle of winter, October, November. It's time to end of October into November. It was freezing. Yeah, you're And they wanted it to seem like it was the, like, September, like, back to school vibes. And every time I went to go do the scene, hot air would come out of my mouth. And, you know, you can see it in the freezing cold. (laughs) So I had to suck on ice before filming so that the hot air wouldn't come out of my mouth. Raven, did you even know that? I didn't know that. Only thing that I know about they you. They had me with like, like tons. And then I'd spit it out and be like, you're a cheetah girl. And I mean, I really wanted to cry because I was freezing my ass off. Hilarious. <laughs> the only- I was like, that scene is the drama, honey. Just the yeah, drama, the, drama. the intensity of it all. And then you Woo. give Dorinda the cheetah girl outfit that you had just, or the top that you had just purchased. You're like, it's okay, girl. You can wear this. I got, I was like, wow. My girl, I'm, I was balling on a budget on my mother's credit card. All good. All, all good. day long. That was amazing. Your mom was a mess though. Thank you for, <laughs> <laughs> your, oh honey, still is. Um, Thank oh. you for oh. walking down that uh, nostalgic road. But I want to get into the Adrian that you are now. Adrian Bailon is Ooh. one of the most working females that I know. Jewelry line, married baby television shows host mask singer mm-hmm. singer singer businesswoman like this woman has not stopped since the cheetah girl print was put down and i am so proud of you for everything that you've Thank done you. i just have a question don't forget raven's home oh yeah raven's home you know and other movies um what the hell do you take a break do you take a vacation <sighs> I try, man. It's so weird. I think there's a different culture, especially us, that we grew up in a different era. I think there's something in us that's just like probably an unhealthy work ethic. But it's definitely like no one's going to do anything for you. So I am the queen of agenting my agents, managing my managers, assisting my assistants, because I feel like there's this need to, I mean, I I also remember not working at some point in time and being like, that ain't it. So where'd you focused, grow up? But where'd you grow up? I grew yeah, I grew up in New York City in the Lower East Side in the projects and uh <laughs> I was like, she she likes it, you know, in a different place now. I'm I'm okay in Westchester where I'm at now, but I feel <laughs> like um there's something about doing what you love. And doing it enough that then you get to really do what you love. Like, I love that I worked my ass off for such a long time. And that now I kind of get to choose what I want to do. And I feel like Mm -hmm. I get more excited about those things. And then 
a bitch just doesn't say no. So she's like, yes, I want to do more. I want to do more. I want to do more. And even doing stuff like Raven's Home, like I was doing the reel at the time Mm -hmm. and I literally would shoot the reel and come straight to rehearsals with you. And I loved it. I literally was like this, like, when will I ever, I think that's the thing that stays in the back of my head. When will I ever get this opportunity again? You know what I mean? Like I always have this probably, I don't know if it's a positive thing or if it's a negative thing, but like, I always try to keep an attitude of gratitude where it's like, don't complain about having to get here, girl. There are people that would love to have this opportunity. I love what you said about attitude of gratitude. I think a lot of people that start in the industry nowadays, you know, they just have this air about them that they're you supposed to. You take it for to. granted. That's yeah. what it is. That's what it is. It's like TikTok makes it seem like people get famous in 3.5 seconds and other people work years and years at their craft to just get an opportunity, just to get, you know, one little foot in the door and I feel like we come from an era where it's like you may never get this chance again like I'm not gonna be like oh um Raven's home it doesn't really work with my schedule or I'm tired I'm like no like girl like bust your ass real quick so that you can um (laughs) you know make this moment happen and I was so grateful for that opportunity so when did you start working how old were you Crazy enough, I got into the industry in a girl group was my first opportunity. I didn't have a headshot. I didn't have anything. I actually was at a school that specialized in the medical industry. And I was interning at Beth Israel in New York City. And a guy walked in who had like a broken leg, walked in and was like, yo, ma, you sing? (laughs) And I was like, what you want to hear? Like, I heard Oprah say opportunity. Like, there's no such thing as luck. It is... um, preparation meeting opportunity and a girl was prepared okay I was like you want to hear a song in Spanish in English I get you a little like let me know and so he's like I know this manager she's putting together a girl group and I know that some of you girls from the high school you intern here like can you get me a group of girls to come in and audition and that's exactly what I did and it was actually for the group 3LW we don't talk and I was 14 about to turn 15 that is An epic story and kind of reminds me of something that you would see in the movies, like Jackhold Johnson. Jackal mom. Whatever. Mom. (laughs) You just called me mom. You just called him Jackhold. That's because he was a Jackhold. But that's like that type of energy. It's like these random managers. Crazy opportunity. And even that, like I think about had I not taken that opportunity, like I don't know what my life would have been. I really do believe in God and destiny. So I really believe that, like, God has a plan and a purpose for everyone's life. Like, whatever God you believe in, universe, whatever, I do believe that to some extent. Like, whether it was that opportunity or not, I feel like those moments are placed in front of us to see, like, are you going to go for it? Are you going to take the opportunity or not? And I was like, let's go. I love that. It's so, you have spitfire energy that's just like, let's do it. Let's go. I mean, that's amazing. And you've kept that, obviously. And it's been very successful for you, which is... Awesome. Did you learn anything major from 3LW and that experience? Oh my God. Absolutely. I think that's where I got like, I think naturally instilled in me from watching my mom be a really, really hard worker. Both of my parents are super hard workers. So I think that's where my work ethic came from. And also I was super driven. Like I remember I was definitely the weakest dancer in both groups, 3LW and (laughs) Cheetah Girls. And I remember not allowing that to like completely destroy my, mm, yeah. um, 
my confidence. And instead I was like, I just got to work harder than everyone else. Like I just need to put in the extra hours to be at least good enough to stand next to them. If I have to fake it. And I, if I'm being real, Raven knows this. Yeah. I would just dance harder. Yeah. Like I could be doing the wrong move, but I'm going to dance so hard that y'all don't <laughs> believe that they're doing the wrong move and I'm doing it right because be I a, just where she would be, in, but she would be in rehearsal and I'll do it again. I'll do it again. I'll do it again. I'm like, girl, you got it. No, 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 no. I need to do it again. Like that's her own personal blockage because she actually does very well for what she does. But I think Thank that's you. because she does work hard. But I remember being like, girl, I'm going to take a break. We got to do this again. You fine. You fine. That is so wild. I would want to do it over and over yeah. and over and over again until I felt like, okay, I got this good. And so there was just this natural like drive in me that I have to be honest, probably isn't there. <laughs> <laughs> Don't blame me. Now girl. I'll be like, it's fine. It, it's going to be just okay. <laughs> Listen, we're going to be okay. But at the time, I was so, I like to say I was hungry, not thirsty. You know, like yeah. there's a difference. Yeah. Keep that hunger alive. I was very hungry. I wanted to be great at what I was doing. And I was honestly just freaking grateful for a shot. Like the opportunity, I was so grateful for the opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, I was going to say like, where do you think that comes from that drive? And it's clearly just like a personality that's her mama and her dad. Like I met, I met her mom and the people that she's surrounded by and they don't take no for an answer. They know they have to work hard to succeed, but also from the culture, you know, when you have a yes. culture that's been oppressed, no matter what color it's based for off sure. of, you have the drive to succeed and quote unquote, make the American dream. And you know, if you sit on your ass 100%. and not work hard enough, you'll get passed yeah. up by someone with extremely less talent than you because they have the right skin but color. isn't that also uh an inner confidence like i in listening to you talk adrian i'm like oh damn you are confident like you no, no? i wasn't confident that's why i was like i gotta put in the extra work because i i didn't i didn't believe that it was just based off of raw talent like i actually thought like i have to put in the extra work to get these opportunities. I have to put in the extra work because maybe I'm not as good as everyone else. I have to put in the extra work because it's not going to come to me as easily as everyone else. There were other people in the group that literally they could go one and two and three and four and they got it. Yeah. And that just wasn't the case for me. I also have a mom, like Raven said that, um, my mom's job started at nine. She worked in nine to five at Cornell in New York city, mm. um, in administration. And my mom would get to work every single day at about 7 a.m. And all of us would see my mom get on the train in the city at like five something. She was coming from, my sister was living in Queens at the time and she was living with them uh, to help raise my, my nieces. And we'd be like, mommy, why are you up so, or why are you up at five o'clock? You don't have to be at work until nine. And she was like, no, I get in early at 7 a.m. I knock out all the actual work that I have to do by the time everyone gets there to work so that I actually can be of service to other people. Wow. And I was just yeah. like, what? And while we all made fun of her, I think there's absolutely a piece of that that we all took from her, my sister and myself. Yeah. You know, I, like that's show up the early. drive. That is the drive. See, I was thinking yeah. confidence because I was like, oh, okay, you believed, but it's the wrong word, I guess. But I was like, you believed enough in yourself and your worthiness in a way to be there to put in the work. And I think that's because a lot of people, for example, like my personality, I lean more towards the okay, I'm too overwhelmed by this. I, I, I'm too far behind. They get it so easily. Like it would discourage me. And I think that I just admire 
the drive that people have where it's like, no, I'm going to keep getting better. I'm going to keep fighting for what I want. And but let's you not, clearly have that. It's let's really not impressive. Keep, let's not uh, joke around because Miranda makes fun of me. I'm the same way as your mom, kind of. Like, if my call time is 9 o'clock, I'm going to get there at 7.30. always been that way. Always been that way. She's like, why do you have to go? Just show up. I'm like, no, I have to be there before anybody else for many reasons. But I think that is something instilled in people who know how hard it is to make it in this world. And that, mm-hmm. that teachings from our parents and their grandparents – instilled in us, but then we also have a a worthiness, a knowing, a calling, a belief system, and the mm-hmm. opportunity and preparation that got us to where we are right now. And I think 100%. that that also kind of, you know, kind of makes me want to lead you into a little bit of your personal life. How's your husband? How's the baby? He's amazing. The baby is downstairs with my mom right now. He's amazing. He's downstairs. He's trying to walk so bad. He has freaking five teeth, two on the top, two little bottom ones, and he got one poking out on this side, and he's so much fun. I like so much fun. Adrian sent me the best meme of her kid. I can't use it yet because I have to get permission, but that fucking picture, girl, I was like, this would blow up. I got to send it. I got to send it to you, babes. It was hilarious. I am so happy that you're a mother. I am so happy. Can I ask you some questions? I'm so happy for you too, Adrian, but I'm just interested if you're down to talk about your yeah. journey into motherhood and Absolutely. choosing surrogacy because obviously yeah. for Raven and I, mm-hmm. you know, I can't get her pregnant even though I try. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, that's not <laughs> an day, option. Even though I try on a daily basis. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. I can't get her pregnant. Um, right. So <laughs> that part, but we talk about it often and I just would love to hear about your experience with a surrogate. I feel like um, I watched my sister have two babies naturally. And obviously that's the only thing I could go off of the closest experience that I could go off of. Like I literally was in the room when she gave birth. Like that's the closest person to me that I'd ever seen. Um, Because I want to say I don't have anything else to base it off of, which I actually kind of appreciate. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like Miranda, you've never um, carried a child before or given birth. You know what I mean? So there isn't anything to compare it to where I've heard other people have a harder time if they carried a child and birthed it and then done surrogacy after there is a difference there. I'm sure that I I mean, not, I'm sure there is a difference there. The reality is I, I, as much as I love my journey, I'm not unrealistic of the fact that, man, I would have loved to have felt my son move inside of me. I would have loved to, um, had that, that experience that would have been amazing, but that wasn't my journey. And so I'm grateful for other things like my vagina being intact. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but, <laughs> but, right my though, sister, but yes, my sister was the main person. Like we're going to find the silver lining in this. Like I am not going to allow you to mm-hmm. turn what is still going to be such a beautiful journey into a, all the things I missed out on or feeling resentment of the fact that I was robbed of what I always imagined my journey would be like this this is keeping it real I felt robbed of maternity photos I know that sounds really stupid and insignificant but like in my mind I was like oh the beauty of what a woman's body can do and Mm. what that was gonna look like black and white photos it was gonna give her bricks you know yeah so I thought I didn't get that I worried about the lack of bonding with my child and them knowing that I was their mom and uh you know that they, we wouldn't have that connection. I absolutely, I'll get into that in just a little bit, but like I 
again, I didn't have anything to base it off of. So this is the strongest bond I could ever imagine because this is what I got. And I loved him from the, I loved him oddly because he wasn't in my body and because I wanted him so desperately. I loved him from before he was even implanted. Wow. Does that make sense? I loved him and the idea of him and who he's going to be and dreaming up what that was, you know, what he's going to look like. What is he going to act like? Is he going to have a, what kind of personality is he going to be fussy? Is he going to be chill? Like I, because it wasn't happening in my body, I think I over obsessed. Mm. Like I had conversations about it. I journaled about it. I prayed about it. So I, I loved the bond that I created, even though he wasn't mm. inside of me. And then the other thing I felt was like, um, and this is, I was like, man, I've always heard about how bomb pregnant sex is. <laughs> like yeah. I heard that like yeah. the orgasm feel. And I'm like, <laughs> I was trying to, I was trying to back it up on my husband and give him the bomb pregnancy sex. He didn't get to see my body, my, my boobs get extra big, right. you know, <laughs> breastfeeding. Like I wanted I wanted that. I wanted to see him. I wanted to see him see me in that yeah. position, in that, in that role position. Sounds extra sexual, but you yeah. know what I'm trying to say? It's okay. It's been a sexual um, day. It really has been. You know, like I, I, and so I didn't get that. But my sister was like, we're going to focus on the positive. We're going to focus on the fact that when my son was born, I'm the one that literally pulled him out of someone else's vagina, which sounds crazy. No, it's but so I sucking. Swear, That's so cool. Miranda, in that moment, I wasn't, I, I actually thought that I was going to feel like this is awkward. You don't feel any of that. You're so in the moment. You're so yeah. hyped. You're so excited. I was like, oh my God. Oh, like I'm just in his face, like pulling him out. He goes directly on me. I'm the first skin to skin that he experiences. Like he never touched anyone else. It was just me. So he goes right on me. I'm like, oh my God, like this is, this is my baby. Like this is so wild. And if I have to say one thing, it is that in that moment, all that other stuff that I ever considered or thought about or felt like I missed out on, that was like, bye. But you on know top what? Of that, Adrian, I love and the only fact. other thing I'll say that my sister yeah, yeah. said was the fact that I was like a fully functioning person when my son was born. And yes, most women that yeah. give birth are not. Exactly. <laughs> my sister was like, girl, I I can't even tell you what that moment was like. She's like, I was not there. She's like, I, she ended up having an emergency C-section. She's like, I Mm. couldn't even, like the baby was there and she was kind of like, like I, she didn't feel up to it to care for her child for at least the first three days, almost to a week versus like, I was up and popping. I had all this adrenaline. I was excited. I was like very present and able to be there. I wasn't aching. I wasn't in pain. Um, I so there's totally you know? totally and here's the thing I think you know that I'm a doula so I have yes. definitely been in those environments yes. and I love the fact first of all that even though you gave a little you know preface of this might sound superficial or whatever that you are vocalizing those things because they're super yeah. valid and that grief is real and it's totally fine to say like I didn't get pregnancy photos I really wanted it but I am also really grateful that I have this beautiful baby boy who I love so much. You know, yeah. it's like, I think both are really... You can have both. Yeah, you can have both. And yeah. in grief and... And I'm just going to choose to focus on the positive side. I'm going to focus on, listen, like yes. I don't have um, postpartum depression. I'm not exhausted. Yeah. I'm not... Your vagina's like, intact. I didn't just push my vagina's intact. <laughs> I mean, so I was trying to 
have that sort of mindset. Yeah. Because listen, the reality is this is where we are. This is the situation. I didn't choose this. This was literally my last option. And the fact that I even get to, how many people will never get that opportunity? The reality is that financially that's not realistic for a whole lot of people. And that kind of was what um, ended up inspiring me to do an entire series on my YouTube channel called Faith and Familia, kind of giving all the information of my entire journey and Mm. what we went through. Mm. And then also uh, offering, we now started a foundation called the Faith and Familia Foundation, which hopefully will help some families financially be able to create their families. It's so important. I I do too. I love that you're doing that, Adrian. And it's, it's, you know, there's no one way to have your family. And even in your describing when your baby was born and he comes out to you, that energy in the room, I mean, I've felt it before as a person who's not even pregnant, not even that involved. The oxytocin is a real thing. Like your body goes through chemical shifts and hormonal shifts just from being in the room. So that bond yeah. is real. It's it's so great. And I'm I'm excited for more people to have more of these conversations and learn more about it. Yeah. And you know, even for me, even knowing as much as I do as a doula, I still like you have those had those thoughts of like, God, would I be able to bond and what would it be like with the surrogate? Yeah. And would my partner somehow feel more drawn to the pregnant surrogate than me? I'd love like to see her body pregnant. Yeah. yeah. I'll be okay with that. Right. I mean there's there's just a lot of <laughs> (laughs) A lot of stuff, but. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn. Alliances will shift and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered for just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's full regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon. Serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty system for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Let's spin the wheel, shall we? <laughs> Adrian, the word is fame. 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 I want to live forever. Ow. I want to learn. Okay, so fame. Let me find out Miranda can sing. Okay. Yeah, I'm a cheetah girl. Yeah, she's white and shrimpy. She's t- <laughs> that is it. so rude. <laughs> you know what? Whatever. Um, I have a real question for you, Adrian. When was the moment that you realized you were famous? Do you remember it? Or you're just like, oh, fuck. So- Okay, it's been a long time, but I feel... You've just been famous for so long. No, it sounds like really weird. Ah, this is so hard because I feel like I don't view myself that way still. Yeah. But I feel it only when... Okay, when people cry. Like if somebody Uh, comes up to you and they like are like emotional about like what you've meant to them. Like that to me hits me in such a way where I'm like, oh my gosh, because I think I do feel that way about other people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I, I feel that way about JLo. I'll be like, I love you. Shit, me too. But, but like for someone to feel that way about me, I would say that probably happened. Uh, probably honestly, honestly, the first Cheetah Girl movie. I feel like hearing moms and their daughters be like, "You represented for us." Like that's so dope. My daughter loves the Cheetah Girls. Like that to me was is and probably will always be my favorite my favorite compliment like wow you impacted my child's life or i loved watching this with my daughter we bonded over it you know you know yeah. just you totally you're, you're my childhood that's oh, that that i know people have to say that yeah that you sounds. are my childhood like that is raven gets awesome. that one a lot do you, you um i just have to yeah. say you give me j-lo vibes all the way yeah just just her whole don't mouth give me is with open. that gasolina. <laughs> you don't, I, don't gas me in that way because I will believe it. I, will, I have a, an event that I have to go to right after this. Um, and so that's why my makeup is done. And I'm like, like, don't tell me that. I will walk into that place feeling extra fly. You should. Like, you give me full you. on Jenny from the block. Okay. Vibes. So and I love JLo. Yeah. And if you saw her the other night, she looked amazing at this premiere one. Anyway, I digress. Go ahead, babes. <laughs> What was the first J-Lo you is realized? kind of her card. She says she wouldn't have sex with her, but she's in love with her. I wouldn't have sex I with love. her. I just love I know exactly what you're talking about. She was with Ben Affleck at that one. It's like, what is it called? The Flash. Was it cream and black? The top was black and the bottom was cream? No, it was It was literally yesterday. And it's a black dress for the Flash premiere. With a zip? Hmm. No, I don't think so. She looked stunning. It's on her Instagram. Go. We'll we'll have to we'll fact check it. I'm anyway. gonna go look. It's us like right now, literally digressing into J Lo. Raven, go for it. No, it's but I mean, you guys are talking about somebody I'm famous. Look it up right now. Do you feel like when you're famous, people automatically think they know you? Because that's what I feel. I feel yes. like when you're famous, they think that anything that happens, that's exactly who you are. You do not have a life after. And like, yep. what would you say is the one thing? outside of your fame that actually makes you Adrian. I don't know your middle name. I would have called you by your middle name, but like 
Adrian Eliza. Eliza. What makes Eliza Eliza outside of fame? Because there's an Adrian Bailon and then there's an Eliza. Oh, gosh. Sorry. Okay, I breaking feel like news. there is. Adrian, you are correct. It is the zip and it's Gucci and it's sick as hell. She looks stunning. Anyway. Okay, go on. I saw it. I sent it to like three people this morning and was like, God, stunning. <laughs> okay. Yes. This is the thing about Eliza. And I think a lot of people assume that if you are famous, you you are obsessed with being famous. Yes. And that you you love being famous and that fame is all that matters to you. And I think that to me is one of the biggest um, misconceptions. And I want to say this with all the gratitude that I talked about in the beginning of this podcast. Yeah. Which is I'm so grateful for the opportunities. But I tell you, if I made the right amount of money, baby, the way y'all would never see me again. <laughs> the way you would, I would be, when I tell you. I believe you and I agree. I tell you, because people think, oh, they want to be famous so bad. They want people to look, no. Do I want to have money? Yes. Because I want to be able to do and have amazing experiences for myself and my family. And I want to live that way and be able to do what I want to do and not things that I have to do. Yes. I don't care about being famous. And I actually don't give a crap about things that associate with. Like, I, 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 I don't care. I actually think I have an, like a repulsion to it. I know that's an not. Aversion an, to it. I have an aversion to it. Like, That's yeah, so and I think it's gotten worse as I've gotten older. Do you think, though, if – because fame brings certain opportunity, right? There are certain advantages. Yeah. Like Raven tells this story for about sure. going into retirement for a little bit, and then all of a sudden people kind of didn't know who she was, and then she was standing in lines, and she was like, wait, this sucks. Like, I don't stand in lines. Like, I'm going to have to go back to work. <laughs> Do you have something kind of like that where, like, if your fame were taken from you tomorrow, and all of a sudden you're just like – you know, bumping elbows with every other Joe Schmo out there, you'd be like, wait, no. I still bump elbows with all the Joe Schmoes. I'd be in lines, okay? I just went to Universal Studios the other day and my ass was in a long ass line for the Minions. So that's, <laughs> it just go. is what I it think is. I it's the New Yorker. But I like feel like real. there's something, I don't know. Okay, I just bought a house in Westchester and I go to our local Lifetime gym I swear it's my social club. I like to meet people there. I have I met a woman that was doing a Pilates class for me. She's 68 years old. She ended up coming to my baby shower. Like Aww. she's family. Okay. Like Amazing. I've made friends out there and I actually like I I actually like and crave the normalcy. Mm. But I don't know if it's because then I fly to LA and here we are, I'm feet to capacity and I'm about to go to an event. Right. So I it's haven't done it long enough. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I haven't just cut the cord completely. But there's a different I there's a different like, kind of fame though, Adrian. Right? There's Beyonce fame, and then there's like our. I don't fame. want that. Beyonce fame is different. But I love her. M- but Michael Jackson fame, Madonna fame, like that's a different kind that's of like fame. Hysteria to where you can't survive yeah. in normal. You can't go no. to your social club up the street. But I feel like you can't go no. to the grocery store. Adrian, myself, and in our category of people, like we could put on a baseball cap, some sweats, in your stroller, yeah. and you can somebody go up the might be like, "Damn, I love you," but it's not going to be like. Like, well, I, for me, it's definitely not going to be like J-Lo. you got to shut down the block and the exactly. highways closed down because people are pulling over in their cars. <laughs> and I actually said this on the reel and I got murdered for it. And I was like, give me give me my D-list celebrity life. I'm so happy. I make All a good day. living. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get the perks where I want the perks. And mm-hmm. at the same time, I really do get to have a real life. And that hopefully one day when I'm older, I won't necessarily be doing stuff in front of the camera constantly nonstop. And I'll get to have the simple life that I've 
kind of worked really hard to get to. You know, what's interesting. You know, what's interesting to me, um, kind of recently, Harry, should I even say their names? I don't know. There was, there was a certain couple that was in New York City that reported they were in this high speed chase. Megan and Harry. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I thought. Here's the deal that I, I was thinking about this after the fact. I was like, okay, when you're that high profile and you have that level of hounding, you learn how to navigate your life in a different way. Like Jay-Z and Beyonce are super famous and we don't see them being splashed around like that. They're still going mm-hmm. out. They're still doing things. You learn yeah. how to navigate the paparazzi and that world in a certain way. Sure. You learn how to have back entrances. You learn. So it's like, yes, you have to change your life, but you also, I think, you adapt, but you don't have to be victim to it. But it depends on who you are, uh, right? Like it totally depends. There's some it people does. who it's want fame. There are some people who want the exactly. hysteria. There are some people who think that because the only thing they see of famous people are what we see on the magazines, like that's what life is. And those people are our are our one hit wonders, our, you know, shooting stars real quick. But then there are people, and I'm going to be 100, like Adrian, myself, and I can name a whole list of people who will be in front of the camera and behind the camera working in this industry for the rest of our lives. But we won't necessarily reach Beyonce fame, but you'll know who the fuck we are. And that to me is enough because I get my check, I get my life, I get a little bit of a, oh yeah, hi, <laughs> me, me, me. We've made some impact. I'm here for it. You know what I'm you here totally for? Have. And I think that there's levels to fame. And like Adrian said earlier, you have these new people, new fame in the TikTok world, in the social media Ooh. world that don't have to go through the hard knock life that we went through to understand how to manage that fame, right? There's some... People in the YouTube world who say, oh, I'm putting my whole life out for display and this is who I am. And I'm like, you and they don't care. There's there's no limit or boundary to what they will do for fame as well. Like, so I think they just assume we all out here like that. Like we're all willing to do every and anything just to be famous. And that ain't it. That's, and there's that's also not how we got famous. That's not that's just not it. There's mm-hmm. such a different fame, too from let's say like YouTube slash TikTok fame to music, musician slash actor fame because part of the YouTube TikTok thing is just bringing a person into your life. You're not not putting on a role or performing to an extent. You're just like, okay, this is my day in a life and this is my kid and this is my husband Mm -hmm. and this is the supermarket I go to. So I think people feel like they really, really know you versus like, you know, when you're watching an actor act that they are putting on a role, even if there is that entanglement where you're like, oh, I've watched Adrian my whole life. Like I know her, she's my best friend. And you're like, okay, actually I'm not. There's a layer of separation though. There's a screen. I have a quick question and it's kind of off of fame, but kind of thing, but we talked about this earlier. So Adrian has the voice of an angel as my mom used to say. And she does. Now, Adrian, my wife and I talked about this a couple days ago. Do you feel like as a singer and someone who's been in the music industry, there's more power in music or acting when it comes to gathering fans? And I say this because we talk about kind of the siren aspect of it using your vocals to hypnotize others Mm -hmm. in order to bring them to your camp of people. With acting, you're looking, you're still pulling on emotional strings. But when Adrian sings, I shut the fuck up. Like, I just do. Thank you. And you have a husband who's also in the music industry. Is there a different type of fame for music than there is for acting? Yes. I absolutely think there is. Yeah. 
I think that there is something about music that is so freaking powerful. And I think that while I think there's storytelling, there's even storytelling in music. And I think people use music to get them through hard times. And so sometimes there's an emotional connection. While you're watching a movie, some people watch something on repeat. I think there's something that like when you're driving your car, this is a song, you're crying, you're listening to a certain soundtrack or an album and you're emotionally so connected to those songs that even if you hear them years later, you still feel where you were then. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think music has a, like a super power that like is unexplainable, but I do think acting can do that too. In the sense of like, is there a film that maybe impacted you in a way that like you view things, if you view life differently, there's a lesson that's taught. Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. My God. Okay. The whale changed my life. (laughs) I'm sorry. How so? so. Yeah, right. I just, I just stopped eating. Um, (laughs) She's like, and I never ordered a pizza again. Again. Um, But yes, Adrian, sorry to cut you off. (laughs) There's that. No, listen. I think there. I'm trying to think if there's a movie that ever impacted me or moved me in such a way, or the acting that you're just like, oh my. And that's mine. Selena, but that had music in it. I loved the movie Selena, but that had music music in it. it, But that movie, that movie did something to me, and that's interesting, Adrian, that you said that about the nostalgic piece and the emotional piece. Because the other day, somewhere over the rainbow came on, and I'm listening to this song, and I'm starting to get emotional. And I thought, my gosh, my mom used to play this song. She would get emotional because her her father, my grandfather, used to play this song and get emotional. And I'm like. That's so wild that it's now a generational impact Mm -hmm. that we are all getting triggered by essentially because of hearing these sounds. And Raven and I, like you were saying, we talk about this because it is so powerful. And if you think about the history of music even, and it starts with like chanting and Buddhist monks, it's incantations. It's And that is essentially, we were watching Beyonce perform and she's, you know, creating this rhythm, this beat. Everyone in the audience is doing the same thing. If you look at it in some lenses, it can it look very- energy. It's, it's an, an energy. energy. It can look kind of cultish in some lenses. It's, <laughs> it's very interesting to really dissect it and get into, but it's incredibly powerful. And I think if I could have any talent in the world, if I could be famous for anything, it would be a voice. I think like it's, it's, it, that's too much power for me. I've tried it and it's a lot of power. And I see that if it's too big, Michael Jackson, Elvis, even Beyonce, it, you really do have to take care of your soul and who you are. And that's one of the things that, you know, with fame again, comes back to the levels. Like when you reach a certain level of fame, you no longer are a normal human. Yeah. It you shifts. are, it shifts. And, you know, sacrilegious you're a god to some people because you are emotionally changing things but Mm -hmm. with us over here on real earth it's like to be able to tap into your voice adrian here and there and move people to be able to um you know create a line of jewelry and move people that way so that when they're looking at themselves they can be like oh that's adrian i love that she has really i love that she has really dove into the ether of humans to connect who she is to our culture. And I really appreciate that about you, which is why you're famous. There's also a real authenticity to Adrian, which is like in getting to know you better, Adrian. I'm like, oh, you're real, which is why everything you do is going to have that feeling of real, which more people are going to connect to. But I have a question. And I don't see her mask because I know her off camera and on camera. And she doesn't really have a very thick mask. She, you know, she does 
put it on when necessary. I see it, you know, yeah. but when we talk, everyone talk, has to have it. Everyone has it. But when we talk, talk, I'm like, oh, I fuck with this girl. So yeah. who? Yeah. We're like, we're the same people from back then. Like our conversations are so honest. Yeah. And, and I actually I walked away and I ended up telling my husband that the side, I, I loved obviously doing Raven's home, but what I appreciated and walked away loving the most was the side conversations we would have. You know what I mean? Like I would walk away and be like, yo, like you're so insightful. Like the things that, and I, I even love like when you talk about the work you've done on yourself and you're just like, Oh, like I don't do that anymore. Or I get away from these kinds of like, I learn so much from Raven in that sense. And I mm-hmm. listen and I'm just like, damn, that's so dope. Like Thanks, a real person who has so much depth to them. I think it's incredible. You're the same, same though. Same I think here. you guys mirror that in each other. And I know that's Thank why you. you guys are still friends and yeah. still, you know, respect each other. Um, but I have a question, you guys. I can say it now too and no, know what can't. I'm saying. No, no you can't. You're I can not say, to say bubbles <laughs> and choochies for life and know what that means. Oh yeah, but you're not I'm a part like, of it Okay, whatever. I'm not, yeah, I know. I wasn't in the cheating rolls. I'm done. I'm done. We're almost done. Who is the most famous person you've ever met? Michael Jackson. Beyonce. Michael Michael Jackson, Beyonce. I've never, I'm trying to close, is really famous. Did you meet them? Michael Jackson and Beyonce. You met them both? I I met Michael Jackson because 3LW did, after 9-11, he had a song called What If I Got That I Can Give? Mm -hmm. And he ended up doing a huge concert for it. And we got to sing some backgrounds on the song. So we were invited to that concert. And we got to perform it with him at the end, which is amazing. And there is, I actually, this is why I appreciate Instagram, okay? (laughs) On Michael Jackson's birthday, someone tagged me in a photo. And I was in the background somewhere. The way I zoomed in (laughs) and was like, this needs to be framed. It's me and Michael Jackson. It's me, hold up. No, it's me <laughs> and Michael Jackson. Like I'm somewhere back here, but I'm in the same frame. And I was like, thank you for the tag because now I have the photo. I hope there was that. a hashtag icons or hashtag legends. I think it's that. a hashtag that's, legends for that's, sure. That is amazing. And you said Beyonce for you, babes, or Michael? I met Michael. I met Michael yeah. when I was younger. I gave him an award. It was me and Emmanuel Lewis. Um, oh my God. Remember Emmanuel Lewis? So yeah, it was- Why do I feel like I've seen a photo of this? You have. You huh. have. It, it was, it's was. it been circulating. And then I met Beyonce when yeah. she was in Destiny's Child, honey, when they were not real, real famous, when they were just starting off with the, their mm. first album. I remember that. Remember the poem that you recited from Muhammad Ali? My Godfather? I don't remember it by heart, but yes. Oh my She's God. Have you ever, fun of me right Have now. you ever seen that clip, Adrian? No. Oh my God. We're t- sending it to you immediately. It's the cutest Please. thing. Raven like sits on his lap. There's like- soft music playing underneath and she's like you are the most magical man that i ever saw and then i went here and i love you and i'm just like what the hell you're so cute it's the cutest Muhammad Ali thing. was amazing well all i'm saying is okay i know you watch the cheetah girls but can we have an honest moment do you ever watch the cosby show and just think she's the cute like the most adorable child you've ever seen in your entire life because I want to take her face and go like this, it's so, and she looks exactly Cute aggression. the same. Cute it's aggression. The same face. It's crazy. What? It's crazy. Listen, you guys, I. Um, listen. It's a bit of a. I said Miranda thing. for that reason alone. You like let me have that baby, so I can't. You know, Adrian. Fuck. That's I what mean, I say. <laughs> Oh, that's literally what I say. I that's look at her sometimes. the cutest child of all time. Literally. I look at her and I get mad that 
they haven't figured it out scientifically enough yet to make it happen <laughs> with two women because I just want that baby, the baby yeah. that is her. It's so cute. Okay, she's she's canceling <laughs> us. The most famous person I've ever met. Oh, babes, tell us. Probably Sinatra. Yes. Frank Sinatra. What? You met Frank Sinatra? <gasps> yes. Mickey Blue Eyes. That was, that was my Elvis. As <laughs> well, Frank. Yeah. I think that he probably is the the most. It's interesting. Okay, you can't just say you met him. I need to know how the hell did you meet Frank Sinatra? So, well, oh, here we go. My father was, is good friends with the Sinatra family. So growing up, it was just kind of, we all. Yeah, she just chilled at the house for tea and she mingled. What? And so, yeah. It's interesting, though, because we are going back, other than Beyonce, we went back to another generation of fame. And, you know, that generation of fame, I feel like the people who were watching really admired it and wasn't and weren't really trying to live to be that kind of person. They just were like, yeah, it wasn't even accessible. It just was like old Hollywood. And, you know. According to Per YouGov, I have a little fact here that 43% of millenni- American millennials and Gen Zers would like to be famous, which is totally different than our parents' generation. Our parents' generation, they just, hey, that's uh, Michael and that's Frank. Cool. Love it. But, yeah, but I'm not going to become them. Exactly. Right. This generation, like everyone's vying for fame. Like there's this Russian. What was the percent? 43%. That's ridiculous. That's almost half that's of the people. Of all of America. That is absolutely ridiculous. And not that I'm mad about it, mad, but it's more like it's not for everyone. It, it's a little sad, actually. It, is, it sad. is sad. And it's very telling. It's telling of what celebrity culture yeah. has done to our society. Yeah. And again, yeah. there's a big difference between a person who's like, I'm a performer. I'm an actor. I'm a singer. Triple I want. I'm an artist. I want to tell my story or share my expression uh, through this lens. And then a byproduct of that is fame. Yeah. Versus a human who's like, I am doing this because I have become stuck in the veil of what I think being famous is. And here's the deal: I'm not famous, but I have had to step into a position in front of the camera, which requires then certain things. And I've now worked, you know, behind and in front. And being in front of the camera is draining. It is exhausting <laughs> on so many different levels. She didn't understand it. I would go to work, I'd come home and I'd lay on the couch for three days. She's like, What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? I was like, I don't know. She did it. She was like, I I did it. press for a day and I was like, fuck this shit. Take this makeup off my face. My feet hurt. I can't talk. I'm losing my voice. I was like, what the hell is that? And you don't People get it. People need to hear that though. Like they really need to hear that because they don't realize all the energy that you put out, it oh actually can be life sucking. Yes. It's- like you're just giving of yourself in a way that I don't think is natural to some extent. Like that, it's not, it's not. And it's natural also, to be just. And here's the thing too. Like I see this with Raven, right? So people look at Raven and they're like, oh, she's the person who makes me laugh. She's always happy. Therefore, if a fan comes up to Raven and we've just had an argument or she's like super constipated or she's just constipated, right? Super gassy and grouchy. And then this little girl comes up to her. She has to flip. She has to turn it on all of a sudden and be that happy person to give this person silently farting in the little girl's face. Right. Well, you know what I mean? And that's a huge expectation. And then when you flip, you're called phony. Exactly. 
Exactly. And but that's such a that's a burden. There's no to win. Carry. There's no yeah. win. You can't win when you're famous because everyone is mad and happy for you at mm-hmm. the same time. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the south side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn. Alliances will shift. And danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon. Serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty system for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. How are you doing so far, Adrian? Can we have a little bit more of your time? Because we have a game yeah. to play. Yeah, girl, I'm down. Talk to me. We let's ha- play a game. Let's play a game, Adrian. So, babes, <laughs> give her the spiel of what she'll win. Okay, so here's the deal, Adrian. There's a prize. Yeah, of there's course. a prize. So, but here's the deal. So, fun fact that you might not know about my wife: she, she likes to collect things and hates to get rid of things. So, 
some people is, is it giving hoarder vibes? Yeah, like, some what, people what call it that. strong word. Some people, strong some word. people, some people call it hoarders. Some it's people strong. make it's a, whole television shows. I think we need hoarders. to learn. Anyway, synopsis. you ever want to feel thesaurus. Mm-hmm. It's I think it's a collector's problem. It's not a hoard. Anyway, uh-huh. you're a collector. Said, just tell her what the every about, fucking hoarder on hoarders ever. I'm a collector. I can't, but I can't see my toilet. And if it wasn't for my collecting, Adrian, you wouldn't win this amazing prize. It's called The Slate 2. You might wonder what this is. This is the perfect companion for pen and paper lovers. You connect this to your computer. It has paper in it. And as you write, it also downloads to your computer. So when you're in your workshop and you want to draw up a new necklace or when you want to write a song or when you want to put together... Oh, now I really want to (laughs) win. Put together something for your YouTube, you write it on normal paper and then it digitizes it to your iPad, computer, or any of your technological things it works for Miranda this is a great collector's item well it's hopefully coming to you immediately because then it's one less thing in my house and Raven probably has six of those because she doesn't ever order one of anything so here we go all right this is the deal retail value at a hundred dollars yeah there you go she that was her best game show host voice ever (laughs) okay Adrian so as I now know um, you guys are famous together for your iconic work in the girl group and TV show Cheetah Girls. So to test your knowledge on your own fame, I'm going to ask you oh trivia questions about the Cheetah Girls and whoever gets the most right wins. Adrian, you better win. Um, Adrian, if you can pull off the victory, you know what you're going home with. And um, <laughs> let's let's get this. You probably think this is our show sponsors, but it's not. Okay. It's just something sitting around that I have purchased. So it's not sponsored. So whatever. Raven. Yes. Who is Derek's friend and bandmate in Sonic Chaos? Oh, that black dude. The black dude. Oh, my God. I just saw it. I don't remember his name. Um, The black dude. What's his name? That's, that's, that's incorrect. Buzz yourself. Adrian's face is stuck because she can't remember the name either. The no, answer. And that was, and you were the one. And- you, you had a crush on him in the like- movie. Yeah, it's I was feel like dating him. Like that was the underlying. What was it? Mackerel. We absolutely knew that name, and you absolutely have a line that says mackerel in the film. I do have a line that says. Don't mackerel. you say mackerel something? Okay, so zero zero. Holy, ma- is there a holy mackerel in there? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> there better be I don't know. Okay. a drink of champagne. Adrian, ready? What's the name of the client who Galleria forgot to tell her mother needed to be rescheduled? Fuck, that's hard. On, I remember that scene. Hold on. Paula Bakshi, Bimba today. Wait, hold on. Um, Wait, wait, wait. I'm pretty darn close. Hold up, hold up. Damn, I can't even phone a friend. Constellation Jones. Oh, Constellation Jones. These names. Dang, I was so close yet. So, so, so far. far. Zero, zero, okay. zero, zero. Come on, you guys. Come on. Okay. Babes. Yeah. While the girls are performing at the birthday party. Who gets their heels stuck? Oh. Oh, we know that. I know that. Is it Aqua? Yeah, it's Aqua. No. Yes, it is. It's right. me. It's me. It's me. It, well, I thought it was. Okay, it's no, it's Aqua. Aqua. No, but I thought it was you. Adrian. No, Adrian doesn't. She she tries to help Aqua and falls down. Then Dorinda goes and That's falls right. down and I You're stand right. up. You're right. You're 100% okay. right. You remember the choreography. I do. It was a choreographed fall. <laughs> got it. I knew so it. did you just get a point? I got a point. Point for me! Gosh. Come on, Adrian. You better win this thing. Adrian, what is the first song in the Cheetah Girls 2? Oh, 
Oh, you two feeling girls, this? One, I know it's together. Come on, we little can't. girls. Are you feeling party's this? Just begun. Party's just there begun. it is. Just begun. So funny. Fun I can fact, literally. It's supposed to be that we're at our high school and it's the end of the Senior. year. And it's actually not true. That was also filmed in Spain and the entire audience did not speak English. Yeah. And they're like, and they have no clue what we're singing about. Hilarious. <laughs> uh, okay. It's one to one. One to one. These are our last two questions. Okay. Raven. Yeah. What color is Galleria's jumpsuit? At the end of the first movie. Oh, that's not fair. I know that's not fair. I just rolled she my She sees that eyes. every day on Instagram. <laughs> For real. It's a pink cheetah. Fun fact slash not fact slash why the fuck did we all wear the same outfit at the very end? We just randomly put on the same outfit to come save you know, Toto in a hole. You sweatsuits were a whole so thing bad. at the time. They're coming back. I just. I just will never wear a cheetah I was vest. purple. <laughs> you were purple. Love it. Okay, go big. Okay, Adrian. You got this, Adrian. What is it's the, the fact name? that you guys can fully hear my son? I love it. He's so cute. Adrian, what is the name of Chanel's mother's boyfriend? Oh, Luke. Woo! I guess I guess we're getting a tiebreaker. We got a tiebreaker. We got a tiebreaker. I'm like, I got that. Yeah. You guys both are killing it. We're killing it. I wish I knew how to Jensen, you better make these challenging for Raven. And Adrian. <laughs> okay, this she's is really the trying to get rid of that gift. Okay? Yeah, she is all my gifts. She wants to get rid of all my. Okay, gifts. this is the tiebreaker, and whoever gets closest wins. When the Cheetah Girls debuted in two thousand and three, what was the total of all the band members' ages? Okay, hold up. Okay, wait. He, and he's making hold you guys up. do math. Hilarious. Adrian I can do whips it. out the I calculator. Do I can do it. Yeah, go, Adrian. I can go. do it. Hold on. Hold on. Thank you. Calculator. Justin. I need my calculator. Okay. I was 19. Plus, Keely's three years younger than me, so she's 16. Adrian, shh, do it in your own head. Yeah, Raven's I, doing this too. Oh, sorry. I didn't even know how old you were. I thought you were 18. Go again. Damn, wait. Um, I'm just going to guess. Okay. Three, six, nine. I'm going to say 72. Okay. 102. Okay, so Adrian came in at 102. Raven came in at 72. Okay. <gasps> wait, wait, let me go again. Let me go again. Let me go again. <laughs> Adrian, even though you did not win, the number is Whoa, 71. Here, here, here. Raven was 17. How? Raven was 17. No, I was 16. Raven was. Oh, I think my calculator went wrong. <laughs> I was yeah, 16. I, Adrian's out here typing in like 100 plus. She aged okay, you all by I was years. 19. I, Adrian, I you were 19. Keely's three years younger than me, so that's six, 17. Wait, she was 17? Who knows? The, according to what I have, this no, is what I'm told. This is uh, Jensen. I was 15. Adrian was 19. Keely's three years younger, 19, 18, 16. 17, 16. And Sabrina was 18. So what is oh, that? Oh, no. The movie came out after Keely's birthday. She turned 17 the I'm following still, year. I'm My birthday's actually. Raven is still the closest, but Adrian is still the winner. Adrian, you win a slate, too, just because Woo-hoo! you don't want this in the house anymore. Correct. Um, I, and I really want it. <laughs> It's actually really fun, dude. We can't yeah, wait to see all the things you do I just want to put that out there, which means like we were each like 30 years old. I know. Adrian's out here like you guys were 55 years old. You were counting our mamas. You were counting Jackal. Yeah. Honey. That, 
That's actually pathetic. What in the calculation was I pulling out? 102. She's like, care. part wow. of my being famous is I only deal in big numbers. So, <laughs> Adrian, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you on the best podcast ever. Oh Thank you God, so I love much. This. You have been a dream. You really have, Adrian. You're fantastic. Please give Thank us all you your socials. Please put us put us up on all your socials right now just so we can have it for everybody. Listening. It is Adrian Bylone at Adrian Bylone pretty much everywhere, Twitter and Instagram. And do you have any TikTok is Adrian Bylone Houghton, I think. I think I added my married la- name. Adrian, we love you so much. I will see you soon, boo-boo. And you. there's a lot of things on the horizon for both of us. Just putting it out. <gasps> yeah. I can't wait. I mean, you guys, are you dropping a hint that like a cheetah girls for? <laughs> <laughs> the best podcast ever is an iHeart podcast produced and hosted by Raven Simone and Miranda. Executive producers Jensen Carp and Amy Sugarman. Produced and edited by Jordan Katz. Who also does our music. Executive in charge of production, Danielle Romo. Producer, Hannah Winkleman. Theme song by Kenny Siegel and Jordan Katz. Follow us on Instagram at The Best Pod Ever and send your emails to thebestpodever at gmail.com. This is Raquel Willis from Queer Chronicles. Right now, there are close to 500 anti-LGBTQ plus bills in state legislatures across the country. Lambda Legal is leading the charge against these hateful bills that target mostly trans and non-binary people. You can fight discrimination and help write the next chapter of Lambda Legal history. To learn more about their open cases and to donate, visit lambdalegal.org. That's lambdalegal.org. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Compatibility. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn. Alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply.